Welcome to another What's Current podcast from NIPE. And today I'm joined by a prestigious guests that are from the Electrical Safety Roundtable. Um, my name's Steve Humphreys. I'm going to be the host and I'm joined by Chris Pack. I'm joined by Charlotte Bamba and also Frank Bertie. So guys, thanks for agreeing to do this podcast and talking about the Above and Beyond Award 2024. So um, guys, just to start off then, tell us a little bit about yourselves in, in your day-to-day -day roles and, and, and what you do. So Chris, we'll start with you. What are you up to these days? Well, hi, Steve. Thanks for that. My name's Chris Pack. I am chair of the Electrical Safety Roundtable, specifically the in the home group. Um, I'm actually semi-retired these days, but previously worked for more than 40 years in manufacturing. And that was specifically in the area of electrical circuit protection devices and the associated distribution panels of the type installed in both homes and commercial buildings. Oh, wow. So happily retired now. And I noticed that lovely beach in the background as well. We talked a little yeah, bit about that so earlier, Chris. Semi-retired, but but yeah. Yeah, I was semi-retired. Sorry, semi-retired. Yeah, you can't, get, can't give it up just yet. No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> and and Charlotte, uh, we obviously we've met on numerous occasions in different guises. What what what's your what's your current role? Tell us what you're up to. Thanks, Steve. Um, I work for a not-for-profit organisation, um, ETT SparkSafe, and really we work to improve quality and raise standards within the electrical industry locally in Northern Ireland. Um, as a charity, we dedicate our time and resources to working with employers, individuals, professionals, really trying to get them to improve their knowledge, enhance their skills and prove their competence. Um, we provide training, we provide skills assessment, advice, guidance, and we also manage a license to practice system. And enhancing electrical safety and standards really is at the heart of what we do and my role. So it's an honour and a privilege to be involved in the um, awards um, that the ESR are running around electrical safety. Thanks, Charlotte. I should have asked what what don't you do then, shouldn't I really? Because I know yeah. you're extremely Lots busy in your role. <laughs> yeah. And and Frank or, or or boss, as I should call you on this <laughs> podcast, um, Frank, tell us a bit about your role. Yes, I'm the uh, chief technical officer in NAPIT, and I've been involved since uh, the start of it since 1992, so 32 years this year. Uh, my, my role is looking after all things technical within NAPIT and we look after uh, quite a range of different uh, membership schemes from electrical through to renewables and building fabrics and we have uh, just over 18,000, 18,500 members and uh, looking after making sure they carry out compliant work in whichever activities they do primarily electrical, and that's why we got involved in the Electrical Safety Roundtable, and it's great producing uh, the awards for this to promote electrical safety uh, in the home workplace and making sure everybody is safe and gets home safe. Thanks, Frank. So moving on to the Electrical Safety Roundtable, you know, some of our listeners might not have heard of that group. Uh, Chris, perhaps you could tell us a little bit more about the, what it is and the work it does. Okay, Steve, yeah. Um... Well, we're basically, we're a leading industry forum, uh, uniting a diverse range of experts in their field, uh, behind all behind the common goal of improving electrical safety uh, in the home and also in the workplace. We have two specific groups, that's the home and in the workplace. So through uh, specialist research projects, constructed, constructive debate and expert advice, we strive to shape the agenda in this important area for the better. 
Our guidance helps consumers make informed decisions about electrical safety, whilst our research and discussion helps to inform government and the wider industry. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's, it's got a government agenda there to drive that change as well, which is fantastic, isn't it? Absolutely. And um, yeah, our meetings do involve uh, representatives from uh, government uh, bodies at those meetings. Yeah, and I know as part of my role working at NAPIT, you know, obviously I've been involved in, in one of those meetings and it's fantastic to be part of, to see how passionate, especially you guys are about, you know, um, safety in, in the industry, in the home and the workplace. That's fantastic. Thanks, Chris. Now, moving on then perhaps to a little bit more, more about the awards. Um, these awards have um, obviously really important to, to the industry. So, Frank, perhaps you can tell us a little bit about the awards, how they came about, how long they've been running. Well, the awards came about with the uh, Electrical Safety Roundtable in the Workplace Group because we wanted to promote electrical safety, mostly in the workplace. Uh, it was a case of we were we do a lot of guidance documents within the roundtable on making sure it provides uh, how people can operate electrical systems safely in the different environments working between the home, workplace and social housing. But the awards came about because the, the group wanted to promote uh, electrical safety further within the participants of uh, the electrical safety roundtable and the wider stakeholder group to allow them to promote uh, uh, well, uh, um, participants and candidates who had good uh, promotional material about how they create electrical safety in the different environments, uh, primarily in the workplace. But it's all about promoting electrical safety and how we can shape that environment and how people can be um, congratulated on the work they do to make sure uh, electrical, electricity is safe in the workplace, uh, no matter where it comes from. Yeah, and I, I think that's key, isn't it, guys? Because what you sometimes see, in, especially in the electrical industry, is we we always hear about the horror stories and the things that go wrong. But it actually, you know, it's important that we sing praises of organisations that are doing things well in our industry to make sure, you know, that 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 is shared amongst people. So they say, oh, okay, yeah, we may have things go wrong, but look at these people that are making initiatives to make things go right. So I think that's really good. And how long have they been running? Uh, Frank? It's, uh, th this is the second year they've been running. Second year. So we started yeah. the first off uh, and we had the uh, awards. We've got four sets of awards uh, as we go through there. So we've got four categories and the category the first one is for product of the year. So this is all about the how products uh, are used to be, make uh, electrical safe, safe in the workplace and different environments. And it's looking to see how um, particular products can enhance safety, you know, whether it's from safe equipment uh, to safe products to safe environments. That's what it's all looking about in that side of it. The next one we have is the Electrical Safety Initiative of the Year. And this is um, now titled this year in, in memory of Paul Skirm, who was um, a great advocate of uh, the round table. He was a, a member of it and a great promoter of electrical safety in that, and we could touch on that later on. So that, that one's looking at how any organisation promotes initiatives uh, about electrical safety. Then we've got the change maker category. So how uh, an individual, what he's gone and done, gone beyond and, uh, sorry, start again. It's a category change maker of the year, goes beyond in, uh, the requirements for electrical safety and more than just what they have to do in their work uh, as an normal thing. They go above that uh, category and make sure they do um, 
positive things for electrical safety. Then we have the Industry Service Award, and that one is, is in memory of Derek Thompson, who was also um, quite active uh, in the electrical industry. In, and Charlotte's going to touch on what Derek meant to the industry and how much influence he had on the electrical safety within the electrical sector. Thanks, Frank. So we've got these four categories, obviously, you know, all working towards that above and beyond in products, innovation, and, and like you said, the, the rest of the categories. But uh, Chris, coming back to you, um, we talked a little bit earlier, perhaps about uh, the awards from last year, where um, you, you mentioned um, there was an award for an initiative that you were really proud of that, you, you know, we, we need to sing about. Was it to do with the Housing Association? Could you tell us a bit more about that winner? Yes, in fact, it was, uh, Steve, it was with South Times, so I'll start again, it's with South Tyneside Homes, and they won the Electrical Safety Initiative of the year, um, and they titled it Post-Occupancy Electrical Safety Check, um, and they were awarded, um, they were given the award, basically, uh, where electrical inspections are arranged one to two months after a tenancy begins, um, the judges agreed that the development and, and implementation of a structured solution following the identification of increased uh, of an increase in electrical oriented domestic fires was highly successful. And the initiative helped improve awareness of electrical safety through greater, greater customer in, in engagement. And so they obviously identified this this problem and actually engage with the uh, tenants themselves and help with training, et cetera. So it was, it was two way. So it was a, it was um, a, a very good initiative. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like you say that is definitely above and beyond, because if you think about normal electrical checks, you know, are sometimes not even done at all. If they're willing to go in that often post tenancy, you know, to make sure that the tenant is safe, that is a fantastic initiative. There must have been a, a bit of a cost and resource for them as an organisation. Yeah, I, I would. Yes, but uh, it probably saved them a lot of money in certain respects as well. Yeah, true. But yeah, yeah. Wow, that that is great. Um, and Frank, you touched on earlier there about um, um, two of the award categories have got quite moving tributes, um, like you say, to Paul Skirm and Derek Thompson. So you knew you knew Paul personally, Frank, and worked with him. Um, you know, was he a big advocate of these kind of awards and seeing safety in the industry? Yes, he was involved in the initial creation of these awards and setting the categories when we went through it all. And he was quite uh, active in the um, um, machine industry and making sure safety safety of products in that environment. And he, I've worked with him for years. He, he was an APIC member and he did work quite uh, extensively promoting safety in here. And like I said, he was involved in the Electrical Safety Roundtable. He was part of the group that created the awards and built in the categories and went through the process of it. And he was involved in the judging of the awards from last year. So uh, he was heavily involved in it. And he is a, a great loss to the industry for um, a man such as Paul, where he did a lot of promotion, a lot of personal time. He went through events and um, through through his, his illness, uh, he did carry on campaigning and turning up at uh, events uh, all around the country to make sure people understood the need for electrical safety. And it, was a, it is a, a great shame that we lost him um, because he, yeah. was, he was well known throughout the industry from um, a, a lot of people in the industry. Yeah, not only lost a lovely person, like you say, that knowledge, you know, it's it's um it's invaluable, isn't it? Someone someone that passionate about the industry as well. 
and and Charlotte, I am moving on to Derek. Derek Thompson, obviously, you know, um, you you knew Derek, and uh, tell us a little bit about uh, sort of his journey and his influence on the industry. Yeah, um, well, we worked with Derek um, quite closely here. Um, I worked with him for over 20 years and um, February 2022, he sadly passed away. Um, not only a loss to us, but the electrical industry as a whole. Um, similar to Paul, he was widely known for his um, contribution to promoting electrical safety and standards. Um, he was um, ECA Edmondson um, Apprentice of the Year. He was a JB electrician. He managed um, a large contracting company here in Northern Ireland. He was an ECA branch chairman and more um, recent was known as the, the chief executive of ETT and SparkSafe. Um, he had a, a, a vision of um, how the industry should be. He wanted to see the success, the development and improvement of the industry. He championed the level three apprenticeship training and the importance of having qualified electricians on um, projects, construction and maintenance projects, and how to or how we could improve the industry by removing the risks of unqualified workers. And um, so he touched a lot of people, um, many lives, um, as I say, both here and um, throughout the UK. And we um, are proud to have his legacy remembered through the award. Um, and I think it's a great way to kind of promote the um, really the commitment to and his dedication to improving the industry as well. So um, it's it's a really proud um, for, for us and his family to have the, the award named after him and that we recognise with others within the industry. Yeah, I was just going to say, Charlotte, that legacy lives on, doesn't it, with both Paul and Derek, because, you know, they, yeah. they'll always have those attached uh, awards attached to the name to remember them and the work they did. Thanks for that, guys. I know that stuff like that can't be easy because um, it's quite personal. Um, <clears throat> So moving on to a bit more of a generic question, feel free to chip in whoever wants to. How do you feel these awards then, you know, we don't want to just give awards out for awards sake. How do you feel the awards like this can really influence safety in our industry? Who wants to go on that one? Well, Steve, uh, I I think it's a, a an excellent um, means of actually sharing be best practice um, across the industry. So it's lovely to uh, recognise award winners. Uh, but the, uh, you know, the, the benefit of that is that we get the opportunity to actually spread the news of what they've done and, and it, spreads, it spreads best practice across all the industry. I think that's a key one for me. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that, Chris. Yeah, we've got to share best practice. A bit like I said earlier, we don't want to share all the horror stories. We want to share the good stuff that's going on in the industry. Charlotte, what, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I would I would say the same. Um, it's kind of sharing best practice, but learning from others. And I know people can be um, a bit backward and kind of putting themselves forward. But what I would say is if you have contributed to or have developed a product or have done something in terms of an initiative, it's important that you do share that so that others can learn from it. Um, and ultimately, it's not just about electrical safety, it's about saving lives, which potentially um, sharing your kind of experience or your knowledge or your skills can do. So um, really, I would encourage people to, to take that step and apply either for themselves or for someone that they work with or someone that they know has has contributed significantly to electrical safety. Yeah, you make a really good point there as well, Charlotte. You know, it's not only safety, but we've got to think in terms of the severity of it. You know, if we yeah. if we have serious injury or fatality, that's what we don't. Well, you know, one two is too many in our industry, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Frank, what about you? What, how do you see the influence of the awards in our industry? Well, I think I think you're right as well. There's um, there is so many horror stories out there which are uh, in a minority. There's a lot more people doing things correctly and safely and they don't get the promotion or the recognition of 
the the support they do in making sure people think carry things out safely in the electrical industry. Everybody does it every day and make sure they do it safely. It just these unfortunately the, the the bad the bad apples get the press, they get the promotion, whereas everybody works in the industry, they work safely from the apprenticeship stage or learning stage, whichever they turn around, they learn things correctly, carry it forward and keep pushing the safety initiative throughout their working life. And unfortunately, a few bad apples spoils that image and gives it the impression that the electrical industry aren't interested in safety, which we are. And everybody involved in it is interested in making sure people are safe, they can get home safely, uh, the jobs are done correctly, and not only those working in industry, but those using the, the electrical installations, electrical products, work safely with them and are protected throughout the lifetime of electrical installations and electrical products. Yeah, yeah, you've hit the nail on the head there, Frank, I think, yeah. You know, it is the minority. I think the majority of people working out in the industry, you know, are doing the best and doing it safely. And that's what we're championing, isn't it, with these Above and Beyond Awards. So finally, then, um, if we want to know more, we want to nominate, we want to apply, where do we get this information from? What's what's the sort of what's what's the format for finding out more and getting some uh, someone in nominated? So we have on the Electoral Safety Roundtable website, there is a category for the Above and Beyond Awards, and it gives you the listing of the judging criteria, which is five points on there, which is one is evidence of enhancing and improving electrical safety. The second is originality and creativity. Third one is commitment to uh, enhancing electrical safety. Fourth is benefit, benefit to workers, consumers and public. And the fifth is the quality of supporting documents and verifiable evidence. That's what we're looking for in the awards. And the awards have um, a facility on the website where you could apply online. You, you've got um, Microsoft Forms online, which you can submit the information regarding who you're going to nominate. And there's various in each category. There's a form for each category. Nominate through the process, put it in, and then you need to provide some supporting evidence along, along with that as well. Okay, so it's an online process, not overly complex for for people to uh, yeah. to apply. It works on Fantastic. the website. You could do it on your mobiles, tablets, any place you are. You could submit inf information on there. And that's on the Electrical Safety Roundtable. They can website get onto there, point them towards the awards. Yes. Brilliant. Well. Chris, Charlotte, Frank, thanks so much for your time today and agreeing to do the podcast. Um, it, I think it's been really useful for a promotion of the organisation itself and obviously the awards. Um, so, yeah, thanks for your time today. And um, so everyone, just thank you very much for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed that. And what we want you to do now is get onto the website, get applying get nominating people and hopefully we'll have lots of these these guys judging the competition will have lots of criteria to run through to be able to decide who are the worthy winners thank you for listening <laughs>